Hey, Unnaturalists, I'm Andy. And I'm Ryan. And welcome to Unnatural. Ryan, how's your 2024 so far? It's pretty bitching, actually. So, (laughs) I mean, my car technically broke down last year, so I'm probably getting a new car this year. (laughs) I mean, like last week, my car broke down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but technically, it was last year, so things are looking yes, up for you. Yes, so this is the good year. <laughs> well, in preparation for this episode, I actually looked at my Amazon account, and I've never actually looked into my Amazon account like this before, and I was shocked that I've been a member on there since 2005, which means 19 years, which is crazy. I'm like, wow, they've had a hold of me for 19 years? That's, I mean, I now I'm scared. I feel like I should probably go check, but I also don't want to. <laughs> Something I can live in blissful ignorance on. And I was until this case come around and I, I got curious. Oh, well, it's going to be a bummer, isn't it? <laughs> some of it is, but some of it is quite hilarious too, but weird. And even though I've probably bought... I don't know, hundreds of items off of Amazon over these 19 years, some worth it, many of them not worth it. I rarely am the type of person that leaves a review on there. Are you a big review lever? Do you ever leave reviews on products that you purchase? Um, I may have left a few. Like negative ones or... Um, well, I mean, it depends. Like if I'm pleasantly surprised and like, yes, this was worth the money, I will go in and I'll, and I'll do a review. Okay. Uh, if the product shows up and it is absolutely not what this was in the description, yeah. I'm going to warn some people, you know? <laughs> so I'm if it's at- like in the middle there, I'm not super impressed and I'm not depressed The reason I bring all of this up is because, believe it or not, today's case is kind of all about Amazon reviews. You see, it involves a guy who purchased products on Amazon, used the products in his murder spree, then subsequently left raving reviews about said products on the Amazon website. What? Yes. This is real life. This is a real thing that happened. And we're going to get to exactly what he said in those reviews. But it's not necessarily the reviews, but rather the horrific crimes themselves that made one Todd Kolhap one of the most infamous and prolific serial killers in recent memory. This is the story of the Amazon Review Serial Killer. begin back in the year 2014. That's when an Amazon patron simply known as me began 
leaving reviews on dozens of items that he had recently purchased on the retail website. Now, Ryan, these items included a shovel, chainsaw, padlocks, firearm attachments, and even a stun gun. Not exactly things that you would buy for your kiddos. One of the reviews he left was for a folding shovel, and it read, quote, keep in car for when you have to hide the bodies and left full-size shovel at home, end quote. (laughs) All I am thinking right now is that if you think that the government is listening to you and they miss this shit. (laughs) Good. For years, they miss this shit. There's not like keywords out there we're not, we're paying attention to. No, nothing. Nothing. Got it. Okay. Moving on. There was another one, and this was for a Pentagon fixed blade knife that said, quote, haven't stabbed anyone yet, yet, but I am keeping the dream alive. And when I do, it will be with a quality blade like this, end quote. Okay. Like, okay, I have this, this, I'm upset because this guy has my sense of humor, but he's like way darker. (laughs) Plus, you know what he's actually doing with these things. And there was another right. one where he wrote for a Husqvarna chainsaw that read, quote, works excellent. Getting the neighbor to stand still while you chase him is hard enough without having an easy to use chainsaw, end quote. And finally, on a set of master padlock high security locks, he wrote, quote, now my locks have locks. Places Hotel California now, end quote, which if listeners aren't aware, that's a reference to a very famous song called Hotel California that was recorded by the Eagles where they sing, you can check out anytime you like, but you can never leave. So he's referencing that the people can't leave after he puts those padlocks on just a really warped, dark sense of humor. Back when these reviews were first posted, I'm sure people just kind of rolled their eyes or maybe gave a half chuckle and thought, wow, this guy has a strange sense of humor. (laughs) No one could be this dark. But This can't possibly be real. Little did they know, it wouldn't be until years later that the public would come to find out that the reviews were more honest than anyone could have ever imagined. And it gave a shocking glimpse into the mind of a seriously deranged individual who used many of the products that we talked about to aid in his kidnappings, sexual assaults, and even murders. On August 31st, 2016, 32-year-old Charles Carver and 30-year-old Kayla Brown seemingly disappeared off the face of the earth from their home in Anderson, South Carolina, about 12 miles from the state line with Georgia. Kayla had already made plans to have one of her friends over that evening to introduce the friend to Charlie because they had only recently moved in together. Except when the friend arrived, neither Kayla nor Charlie were anywhere to be found. But they did hear Kayla's tiny Pomeranian barking like crazy. So they decided to try the door handle and lo and behold, it was unlocked. Now, upon entering the apartment, not only was this friend unable to find Kayla and Charlie, but she also noticed the Pomeranian had no food or water, 
which probably indicated that Charlie and Kayla didn't think they were going to be gone for very long because you're a pet owner. You don't really leave your pets alone without food and water unless you're going to be right back. Right. The friend decided to do a little bit of crowdsourcing, it sounds like, and got on Facebook to see if she could learn about the two's whereabouts. And a few of Charlie's friends actually chimed in too. And they said they were also having a hard time getting a hold of him. The next day, after still not being able to reach Charlie, a few of his family members went over to the apartment to care for the dog and look around the place. What they noticed was a number of things that you would think a couple would take with them if they planned on going on a road trip. These things were still in the house, like contact lenses, medication, other personal effects. The family was worried enough to call the police and also began sharing missing person flyers on Facebook to spread awareness about the couple's disappearance. And that's when, out of nowhere, Charlie reemerged. Not in person, though, but rather online. Good news, right? Mm, Not so much. (sighs) What we're going to see here is actually, Ryan, kind of similar to the case you and I just covered a few episodes back with Lois Reese. Remember when after she killed her husband, she began answering his text messages so people wouldn't become suspicious, but her text sounded nothing like what her husband would normally write. So people instantly became extremely suspicious. Same thing here. (sighs) I'm just disappointed. (laughs) I'm just giving you all kinds of anxiety. I'm just truly upset. Like, you think that's going to work? Right. And that's the crazy thing is, is these, I don't know if they really think these things are going to work, but the first red flag came on September 1st when quite suddenly Charlie's relationship status on Facebook went from in a relationship to married. Now, I have definitely seen people spontaneously get married before and then you see it on Facebook and you're like, damn, weren't you just complaining about being single and now you're married? (laughs) (laughs) That was fast. But also, Charlie already was married as he technically wasn't divorced from his last wife yet. They were just estranged. So that was kind of strange. And Charlie's closest friends had already been worried because he hadn't been answering them. Then they randomly see that he's married and they're a little sus. I'm not sure what I would think in that situation. I guess my first thought might be that somebody stole his phone and is maybe trolling on his social media. But the Facebook account also began posting strange memes and some questionable content as well. Something that apparently was quite out of the ordinary for Charlie to do normally. I'm trying to think what it would be like if I started all of a sudden posting derogatory and offensive memes and links to sketchy sites on Facebook. I wonder if I would hope, Ryan, you would be like, what the hell's going on with Andy right now? (laughs) Okay, if this were one of my friends and I saw this, I would immediately be making phone calls like first to them. But yeah, it goes it goes out of character and the people who ignore it. It's like, I know you're minding your own business, but sometimes it's like this is why it's really good to know people. 
Like truly know your people. Yeah. Good to be proactive. So also Charlie changes his profile picture to a photo of the Joker and Harley Quinn. And I got to say, if you're somebody who took Charlie's phone and you're trying to fly under the radar to keep it so people aren't worried about him, probably not the best move to be like changing all of these things on his Facebook and making new profile pictures and stuff. How weird. Not the greatest move. In fact, one of Kayla's friends actually posted a comment underneath the photo and she said, quote, where's Kayla? To which the fake Charlie replied, quote, who the fuck are you to question me about my girlfriend? End quote. (laughs) To which the friend clapped back and said, quote, the cops are looking for you, asshole. Oh, damn. I don't think the friend was too happy there. Yeah, no kidding. Good for them. Right? Charlie's brother also commented below saying that Charlie would never be so disrespectful to other people and that his page must have been hacked. Now, this was on September 6th, which was a week after the couple was last seen. This actually went on for a number of weeks and friends of the missing couple began pondering who could have done something to them or might have an idea about what happened to them. And the number one person of interest was Charlie's estranged wife, Nicole Carver. It sounds like Charlie and Nicole had been separated for a few months and based on what she had said online, I don't think it was exactly her decision. Hmm. People did what people generally do when something like this happens. They linked the estranged wife to the disappearance of the missing husband. Well, on September 16th, the fake Charlie profile posted the lyrics to a song called Four Page Letter by the former pop star Aaliyah. And in it, the lyrics describe loving someone who doesn't love you back. And to some of the people who were already suspicious of Charlie's estranged wife, Nicole, this apparently only intensified their beliefs that she had something to do with him going missing. And Nicole didn't help herself in any way, shape or form here. To some, she made herself look increasingly guilty, Ryan, because... A few weeks after Charlie's disappearance, Nicole called up Charlie's cell phone company, telling them that she was an investigator working on Charlie's case and asking for information as to where his cell phone last pinged a tower. But as you can imagine, this backfired in a big way as the cell phone provider knew that it wasn't the police calling them. And instead of giving her Charlie's info, they gave the real police a call, giving them Nicole's info. And this led to Nicole's arrest shortly thereafter for impersonating a police officer. Not the best move. Boom. (laughs) And That's karma. I get that everyone else was worried about her estranged husband's well-being, but becoming a rogue vigilante is probably only going to make things worse and make people even more suspicious of you in the long run. Yeah, it's a little... Again, we're talking brain cells here. (laughs) It's the two you're rubbing together. (laughs) But 
it, this is actually going to be connected to something we'll talk about later. But Charlie's accounts continued to post mysterious and ominous content, including what some believe to be a clue as to what may have happened to the couple. Just like the Amazon review, this post quoted the Eagles song, Hotel California. The post read, quote, The last thing I remember, I was running for the door. I had to find the passage back to the place I was before. Relax, said the nightman. We are programmed to receive. You can check out any time you like, but you can never leave. Are you intrigued by the dark side of things like murder, kidnapping, and sex cults? What about when the criminal is your favorite musician or actor or director or writer? Hollywood might look like all glitz and glamour until you take a closer look. But I'll tell you one thing. That kind of point of view can make you more vulnerable. From Roman Polanski to Mackenzie Phillips to Judith Barcy to Kurt Cobain, Summer Predators, and Summer Prey. I'm Dee Dee West, and I just might ruin your childhood. Follow my podcast, Broken Limelight, where I cover celebrity true crime stories. For more information, visit BrokenLimelight.com. Again, that's Broken Limelight. Follow it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. Kind of creepy. Great song, though. Great, great song. Yeah. I want to listen to that yeah, song. Yeah, I thought it was great until I actually listened to the lyrics. And I was like, <laughs> yo, this is dark. It is dark. Now, while Nicole Carver may have gone about it the wrong way with the whole impersonating a police officer thing on her record, which is a felony, by the way, so don't do it, kids. Looking back on it now, you could argue that she actually inspired the local police who finally over two months into Charlie and Kayla's disappearance decided to contact the phone company themselves and check out these pinged locations from Charlie's phone. Why they didn't do this before is beyond me. (laughs) So I guess it's a good thing that Nicole did that because apparently the police were like, you know what? That's a good idea. Why didn't That's we think really of that? smart. <laughs> like, who, who are the guys working on this case? I don't. This is how we develop new protocols. <laughs> this it's literally criminals teaching the police how to be better at their job. Yeah. So the phone records actually gave them a lot of information, and it makes you wish that they nice. would have looked at this sooner. They indicated that the last known location of Charlie's phone was near the 
small town of Woodruff, around 35 miles northeast of the town of Anderson. The ping was coming from a rural property on the outskirts of the town, owned by Todd Colehap. The area, it was like a secret hideout for him, and it was huge. We're talking 95 acres, and it was covered in a large underbrush and forest. So it took law enforcement a while to get through the underbrush, and a group of officers from the local sheriff's department finally went to his property to investigate on November 3rd, 2016. So this is over two months after they first went missing. And at first it looked like no one was there. After driving nearly a half a mile down this winding road through the woods, finally they discovered what looked like a barn-shaped storage area. And the lights to this place were off, but it appeared to police that someone had recently been there and had been preparing it for almost a post-apocalyptic world as there was like a gigantic amount of canned food. There was a whole bunch of water. There were supplies, ammunition, you name it. Basically, if you think of one of those doomsday preppers and like what they would have in their fallout shelter, that's probably what was in Todd Kolhab's barn. The investigators knocked multiple times on the barn door, but nobody came. And just when it seemed that they might leave the property altogether... That's when they heard it. It was a rumble that turned into what sounded like banging on metal, followed by the undeniable sound of a woman frantically screaming in distress. These sounds, though, they weren't coming from the barn. They were coming from the woods behind the barn. And... When investigators got back there, that's when they discovered a small shipping container where the screams were emanating from. It's a shipping Holy container. Shit. Yeah. It's a shipping container that had been Kayla Brown's home and place of torment for the past 65 days. Oh, my God. Watch out, y'all move. Just the girl, just the girl. How are you, honey? This We're is this, bolt cutters. This is our best. He's a paramedic. Oh, yeah. Okay. We're going to get you out of there. Okay. Just hang loose for me. Anybody got a, I need a handcuff key. You're okay. We're here. Okay. Just sit back. We're getting bolt cutters, honey. Don't, don't. You got pictures of the cuffs? No. Hold on. Is both feet? Just one. It's attached to a chain from the wall. Okay. And my neck's attached to the wall up here. Okay. All right. All right. We're going to get you out of here. Okay. You got a handcuff key. Do you know where your buddy is? Charlie? Yes. He shot him. He shot him? He shot Who him. did? Douche. Todd Colehep shot Charlie Carver three times in the chest, wrapped him in a blue tarp, put him in the bucket of the tractor, 
locked me down here and I've never seen him again. Okay. He says he's dead and buried. He says there's several bodies dead and buried out here. And he okay. says that the dogs will be ruined if they go looking because there's red pepper. Right. We're going to step you out, sweet dog, because there's what? Red pepper. Okay. Okay. Tell the dog people that. Yeah. No. He says no, there's pepper everywhere around the car. The car's supposedly in a ravine under the land. Okay. Supposedly covered and painted. John. That was weird. Right? So, let me paint the picture for those hearing that audio. It was a shipping container. It was locked from the outside with the same padlocks that were described in that Amazon review, by the way. The police called for backup. They brought in a specialist with a saw and cut the locks off the container. When they got the container opened, they stepped inside found a solitary woman chained by both her leg and her neck to the wall in pitch black darkness and that woman was kayla brown and ryan the audio there was it was from a video released by the seventh circuit solicitor's office of south carolina it's kind of hard to hear but as they're using the bolt cutters to free her one of the officers asks kayla if she knows where charlie is to which she replies quote he shot him end quote and the officer asks who she's referring to and she says quote todd colehep shot charlie carver three times in the chest wrapped him in a blue tarp put him in the bucket of a tractor locked me down here and i never saw him again he says he's dead and buried. He says there's several bodies dead and buried out here. And he says the dogs would be ruined if they go looking because there's red pepper, end quote. Isn't that just absolutely crazy? I, I don't even know how the video was released to the public to begin with, but just a shocking. When, when this was first broadcast on the internets and on news stations all across the country people just went ballistic how could this happen unbelievable what is yeah. going through these people's minds yeah and by the way in case you're curious what she means by the whole red pepper thing is that colehap had planted red peppers around the area where the bodies were buried to throw search dogs off the scent if his property was ever to be searched and to a certain extent that is true peppers actually can irritate a dog's respiratory system and can cause an unpleasant feeling in their nose and their tongue as well which i never knew about but the it makes pepper sense plant or if he sprinkled pepper powder the pepper plant okay but that's really interesting. Well, it, it just shows the extent he was willing to go to to commit these crimes. But also, can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that police found her alive? Because, Ryan, we've been covering cases like this for almost three years on this podcast. And let me tell you, that is an extreme rarity. 65 days of physical and sexual abuse, torture, torment watching your boyfriend get murdered in front of you spending almost the entirety inside a small metal container 
Well, and did you hear the clarity with which she rattled yeah. that all off? She was in ready. that moment. You can tell she had been rehearsing that in her mind, and she was ready to tell whoever had whoever was going to rescue her. She had probably been hoping against hope that someday she was going to get rescued, and that as soon as they came through, she was going to tell them exactly what happened, and that's what she did. Just amazing. Yeah. I mean, what what that girl went through, I can't even imagine. We don't want to. No. And Kayla Brown had been freed, but at this point, Todd Kolhap is yet to be apprehended. But hmm. how did Todd lure Kayla and Charlie onto his property in the first place? And- who exactly was Todd Kolhep anyway? And had he killed before? We heard her say there's other bodies buried. Well, all of these questions and a whole lot more are going to be answered in our next episode. That's what we call a tease, ladies and gentlemen, in the darkest way possible. <laughs> tease. <laughs> so there we go. Part one. Of the Amazon review serial killer. Just part of me feels bad because you had never heard of this case before, Ryan, and I'm subjecting you to all of this. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, that shows how, how far I'll go as your friend. I was going to say. Take, don't take advantage of that. <laughs> I, I, don't know what, I don't know what that says about me. I'm like, you know what? Ryan is my She's a great friend and she would be perfect for this. She'll be okay being subjected to this. It's okay. I just I just watch Doctor Who when I go to bed at night to get okay. my mind off of things. Good. <laughs> Whatever makes you sleep at night. But if you have any insight on this case and you want to share your thoughts on it, you can always do so by checking us out on our socials. You can find us on Instagram, Unnatural the Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Unnatural, a true crime podcast. And you can send us an email, unnaturalthepodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to like, follow, and rate us on Apple and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And we will talk to you next time with the thrilling conclusion of the story of the Amazon Review Serial Killer. And in the meantime, be sure to make good choices. And don't get got. I rarely am the type of person that leaves a review on there. In fact, I actually checked that too. And apparently I've left two reviews in my 19 years of having Amazon. Do you want to hear them? My two Amazon yes. reviews. Okay, so one of them was a five star I left on the Star Wars box set back in 2010, in which I simply said, Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I went through the effort of saying that about the Star Wars. It was Wars out of box. sarcasm, and you know it. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm a huge Star Wars nerd, but. Um, the no, other the irony of leaving the <laughs> of just leaving a review. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the other was a four star review 
that I gave to a movie that I watched back in 2017, and the movie was called Shot Caller, which I don't even remember this movie whatsoever. I must have been inebriated when I watched it. <laughs> but but it wasn't good based on those four stars. I don't know. My review, apparently like I sort liked of good. it. My review said, quote, It's always great when you stumble upon a movie that exceeds your expectations. This film draws you in and never lets go. One of the best movies of 2017. But the thing is, Andy, if it was one of the best movies of 2017, you'd remember it right now. So (laughs) I'm disagreeing with my past self right now. (laughs) But I even watched the trailer uh, before we started recording, and I still don't remember the movie. Is that a is that a sock again? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I just noticed. Okay. But um, hold on. I wonder if you can like. Oh, it's like, it's like a blue like, sock. Yeah. Nice. It, it cracks me up a little bit. <laughs> In an inappropriate sort of way. I just noticed the inappropriate. <laughs> It so I was like, I'm just back. gonna. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! If, if, if only, if only this was a video podcast. Um, so you could see my little like <laughs> little knob on top of your mic. <laughs> microphone. <laughs> you know, it, I think it's really time that you get that microphone circumcised. <laughs> Be sure to make good choices and don't get got. She remembered. Yes. And don't get got. <laughs> Sorry, I was listening, but I was also yawning at the same time. And also admiring your non-circumcised microphone. <laughs> oh, might want to take that thing to a doctor. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't think it's supposed to be that color. You are never going to be able to unsee it. <laughs> I almost envy that now. It's just black. <laughs> 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 oh, 